Hello and welcome everybody to episode 104 of today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful friends and GVG co-founders, Steve Bowling and Derek Bittner, along with our very special guest today, Push Dustin, PR community manager of Q Games and co-creator of the Memory Card podcast and a longtime buddy of mine. Push, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going really well. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you for joining us. It's uh, that you. I've wanted to have you on the... We've all wanted to have you on the show for a while, and you reached out to me recently about that, and I'm so glad you did because... You and I have known each other since the Game Explained days, since our Game Explained days, and you know we've chatted plenty of times uh, over the years. And I'm just so glad to finally have you on our show here now. Yeah, I think we've done a couple of live streams for Source Gaming together. Um, yes, I think we were on nice. the um, the anniversary live stream. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah, along with uh, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I remember that we just Xander Mobis in and, and out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was really cool. <laughs> Um, and this is actually very serendipitous because as it turns out, and it wasn't planned this way, I promise, but as it turns out, you know, you are obviously a huge Smash fan. We're all big Smash yep. fans here, especially me. And Tekken's Kazuya Mishima just released last night uh, at around 6 p.m. Pacific. And I figured before we head, head into the news, we should talk a little bit about that because, Steve, also, you had a really rough day at work yesterday. Yeah. You unfortunately couldn't make our Kazuya stream and uh, we, so we haven't really been, uh, been able to hear from you about how you feel about Kazuya either. So let's talk about that a bit before we head into the news. And Push, since you are a special guest, uh, I'd love to get your kind of first impressions on, on Kazuya so far. So unfortunately, I haven't had a lot of time to play with him. Um, I've done sure. all the spirit, spirit modes and the classic route, but I, maybe about like 40 minutes of playthrough, actually. Um, so far, he seems really fun. I really like the fact that the camera angle changes when you do one-on-one throws. That. Yeah. Such a great touch. And yeah. I love the fact that they have the Tekken announcer, um, you know, doing his uh, roll call for when he wins. Yeah. Um, so I'm loving a, a lot of these all uh, special touches. His, um, the way that he does the command inputs is, is quite different from the other fighters. So he feels, he still feels really unique, even though we've had plenty of other characters in the past from other fighting games. So yeah, I, I'm really excited for, for him being in Smash. Nice. Now, Steve, you, you, we talked very briefly about, <laughs> before we went live about about Kazuya, and I think your your impressions are differ just slightly, right? About Kazuya. <laughs> Kazuya sucks. Like I do not <laughs> like Kazuya even a little bit, and it, it's disappointing Ouch. to me because of the Challengers Pack Two um, or Fighters Pass Two. Um, he was probably high high on my hype list in terms of, and I feel like this the theme with this is like the more excited I am for the character, the more disappointed I am by them when I get to play them. <laughs> like Sephiroth was like a level eleven hype moment for me, and I just don't like playing as yeah, him you don't like at playing all. Him, do you? Uh, mm-hmm. I think that he is weirdly slow and just, and, and I feel almost exactly the same about Kazuya. He feels like you're trudging through mud with him compared to other smash <laughs> characters. And I'm like, you I know what? He's the seventh heaviest character in the game. What yeah. You and you that? feel oh, it okay. in everything he does. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, my Ryu would run circles around this man. And my Ryu is terrible. Like I just, <laughs> I, you know, really low first jump, which is very Tekken uh, faithful, that very low first jump. And it always surprises me how much more air you get out of his second jump. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I am happy for folks that are enjoying him. I really am. Like, I but I look forward to just destroying a bunch of Kazuyas online because most characters can run circles around my guy, and like 
I don't know. Sakurai, I have much more respect for his beam game after having used that beam move. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Sakurai was definitely showing some high-level play with Kazuya that I didn't realize at the time because he died so quickly. <laughs> like, If the man right. that can play Smash with two controllers gets killed by the CPU, then maybe, just maybe, I should not be trying to play that character. <laughs> and, and that is absolutely true. It's just, Kazuya is not for me. And that's totally okay. He's not for a lot of people, but I just, I went in expecting him to feel a certain way. And I think he is probably true to Tekken, but it says a lot about how slow Tekken is as a game. And you don't re realize it because everyone is at the same speed, kind of. Um, mm -hmm. But they said they dramatically increased Kazuya's speed. And I was like, how slow was he before? Like, <laughs> right. How long well, did it take I, him I to walk across garbage. the stage? Um, well, I remember in the presentation, Sakurai said something like the average Smash Brothers fighter's moves come out like five times faster than the average Tekken mm -hmm. fighter's moves just by default. And and that just goes a long way toward telling you how much more slower paced a game, not pace, but slower a game is, uh, Tekken is compared to Smash in terms of just movement, basic movement. And that's not that's not a bad thing. It's just a difference in, in between the two games. Yeah, and absolutely. So it is wild to think that he had to speed Kazi up that much, and he still feels a bit sluggish. Yeah. yeah. Um. Someone in I think it was you Narukami asking in the patron chat what my favorite DLC characters are. Uh, Terry. I, I think Terry was really surprising. Um. And and Pyra and Mithra. Pyra and Mithra are among my favorite characters on the roster now. So I would say those are probably the best DLC picks for me. It did get slightly hit with the nerf bat in patch 12.0, which they needed. I know, Derek, you say they, they're perfect as they are, but let's be honest, they were a bit, <laughs> uh, just a little bit powerful. Mean a little, a little but OP. they still seem to be doing quite well in the matches last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, from what we saw, so I don't think it was a right. huge deal. Um, but I, I'm one of those, I, I basically where Push Dustin, uh, you know, was is at, where I played through the classic mode, did a few extra, did a few matches here and there. I think he is fine um but i just having watched the sakurai presentation and then jumping into this is like i'm only using maybe a fifth of the moves that this guy has i'm treating him <laughs> like a normal smash fighter yeah. and i just don't feel as effective as i really feel like i should be with him and it just didn't it hasn't clicked with me i don't hate him but it just mm -hmm. hasn't clicked with me in a while and it's really weird that of all things, I clicked with freaking Me Brawler just because of the Shantae skin. You were doing so well with Me Brawler Shantae last <laughs> night, man. I don't yeah. understand it. I really don't. But something about that setup is just killed it. Uh, was is killing for me last night. Who knows if that'll be something? But it's like, all right. Well, apparently, I have to pay attention to Me Brawler at this point uh, right. and see how it goes. But um, yeah, I. I I generally enjoy him. Love the stage. Stage is fantastic. That's what I was yeah, going to say. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's I probably my stage. second favorite stage at this point. Uh, next so to Terry's stage. DLC stage or well, DLC ball, stage. Ball. Yeah, I should be clear. Yeah. DLC stage. Um, yeah, I, it's I, honestly I, one of my favorites too. It's yeah, great. I love mm -hmm. the idea of shattering the walls on the stage. I think that's a really cool yeah. addition that makes matches more interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. And as Sci-Fi Lullaby says, and you guys know I was going to say this, the Tekken tunes are all are so good, too. And my wife and I spent quite a while last night just going through my music and listening to a lot more of the modern Tekken music. God, that stuff mm -hmm. slaps, man. I'm, I'm so glad more people are going to be exposed to Tekken music through this did, stage. And the stage itself is so much fun. I got to ask, Ash, did you pick up uh, Tag Tournament 2 for the Wii U when it came out? 
I did not. I, I wanted to, but it was just one of those things I never got around to. But I have listened to the soundtrack on YouTube, and I'm well versed in, in its its music. And it's oh, got a man. great soundtrack, also, but the Mario costumes make it for me. Just I know, customizing I like these hardcore ass. <laughs> it, it reminds me of the uh, Mitsubishi commercials in Japan, like the Mario Kart oh. Mitsubishi commercials, and just how you have this like buff ass hardcore looking dude, and he's wearing like right. a Mario mustache. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, that, um, that game's a delight, okay. I, if I have it anywhere. I feel like People we got to ask before we move too. on, because it, it's a question almost everybody, for everybody with Smash discussion involved. Bush Justin, your mm -hmm. your pick, your call for the final DLC character. Oh, it's so hard, because, like, on the spot. I mean, like, no one could ever predict uh, Kazuya. Like, Kazuya and Pyramithra, I think they all came out of, like, you know, left field, even Sephiroth. Like, this whole pass has been really surprising. So um, I still feel like Resident Evil has like a shot at either as a character or as a, as a me costume. I feel that like they're long overdue in Smash. Mm. Uh, if I had to pick a third party character, but I think the last character is probably going to be a Nintendo character. I think it's going to be a promotional so. pick. Yeah, it's going to be Go. like um, Orin or um, who was the Incineroar. They t they tend to have the last character be a new character, so that way it could kind of keep the roster very fresh for a long, long time. So I, I would expect that kind of an, a Nintendo character to kind of keep the, the roster from feeling outdated. I'm trying to figure out which character that would be, though, because we don't right. necessarily have yeah. a new game unless they pull from somebody in WarioWare, which would be wild. They and could do um, Breath of the Wild 2 as well. True. That's what Steve is thinking. See? I know See? Steve, yeah. you Great were saying that. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't join that. I, I don't think they're going to do that. I, I do think it could be a first-party character. I think that's possible. But I'm still split. I do also still think it could be a third-party character. Uh, yeah. Push, you didn't say Sora, so you're automatically wrong. And <laughs> no, I mean, that's obviously my pick. But I, I do think there's a good chance it could be a first-party character. Um, I just, I don't, because Breath of the Wild 2 won't be out by then. I don't know. Yeah. It, I, it's hard they for me to They kind of have to spoil a character if they're going to do it that way, which makes me wonder about that like maybe right. we could get emmy we could of course get a gen 8 pokemon um there's a couple possibilities in there and yeah, we could get uh, zelda think... that's true they could do breath of the wild 2 zelda i just do you think That'd people be cool. would be upset at having three links and then two zeldas technically three versions of zelda if you you know depending <laughs> on how you break that down for, for the zelda i mean reps. i think no matter who the character is people are going to be upset because it's not yeah. it's not master chief it's it's, yeah, it's, it's not you know, the one that they've been is. hoping for it's there is going to be exactly. so much disappointment surrounding that final character and that's going to be rough no matter what happens i would i would like, love it if we got emmy but we also got an echo of samus it just in her dread outfit mm -hmm. like with the you know maybe right. with like the invisibility power that we know she has in that game or something um well Mm -hmm. Cornflakes in our live sense. audience patron chat speaking my language saying the last fighter is version 13.0 is that a sign for Sora of course referencing organization 13 mm -hmm. I love that idea oh. <laughs> I love that I'm sure it's not but I, I do love that idea um, Push do you not think that, that uh, Resident Evil spirits being added as like post launch DLC spirits kind of soft disconfirms a Resident Evil character uh, I don't think spirits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think spirits don't uh, decompose from characters. Like we've seen Min Min. Um, I think did Pyra have a spirit as well? Yeah, she yeah. did. She did. Yeah. So um, I, yeah. spirits don't decompose from characters. I think the way I always kind of saw that is like base game spirits don't, but yeah. DLC spirits felt like they do to me. But of course, there are, there are no rules here. Sakurai plays no. by his own rules. Any rules that anybody yeah. thinks they know are not true. Mm -hmm. They're they're thrown out the window. And, 
Heihachi got, uh, you know, re- released with um, Pyramithra, the Mii costume, which right. completely, you know. So I think they, they know expectations. They know what fans are looking for, and they're trying mm-hmm. to play around that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, like you guys, I don't uh, I don't see myself ever being good with Kazuya. I, I think he's fun, and I certainly wouldn't complain getting him on random or anything, but he's not a character mm-hmm. I think that I will continuously go back to and try to improve my game with. He just doesn't jive with my personal play style for, for my and i know steve you'll back me up on this my money my favorite fighting game character in smash is still terry i love the way terry plays mm-hmm. i think and i love his specials and his command inputs you know i that's just my jam in terms of the character that i love the most from fighting games it's ryu but i think terry yeah. plays better he's more fun to play mm-hmm. yeah i, I really definitely love the way he plays um, well, we could talk about Smash all day. We've done it before. I know we can. But we can't <laughs> do that here because we have to get to the news. Uh, but before that, we do have a few super chats to read out. So the first Quite one is uh, $4.99 from Romsky113 saying, Hey, GD Gang, it's been a while since I caught a TNT live, but Yay. please know that I listen to every episode and post show. Thanks for all you guys do. Aww. Good vibes. Well, oh, thank you. Thank you. And it's so good to much. see you back. Super sweet. Yeah, Seriously. it's great to see your name in the chat, man. Thank you so much and uh, for the kind words and the donation. We hope to keep seeing you back uh, for future episodes. Uh, next, we have $2 from Black Ninja saying, I'm calling it. It's Master slash Crazy Hand. That might be the way that Sakurai gets himself into the game. He His are the actual Master and Crazy Hands making this game, right? So, I mean, at that point, knows? you might as well just call, call them Glover. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I mean... Master and Crazy Hand were technically playable in, in I think, Melee through some wacky... Dark yes, magic. Or, yeah, yeah. The so name glitch. Was, yeah, the glitch, right. The name glitch, that's what it was, yeah. Um, thank you, Black Ninja. Next is $5 from Grantles, saying, I didn't think I would vibe with Kazuya, but I actually really like him and I want to learn him. He even made me buy Tekken 7. Well, nice. there you go. Smash yeah. did its job the, sma- for... the Smash effect. That's how it gets you interested yeah. in that character, mm-hmm. buy the most recent games or even old games, and boom, there you go. Yeah. Well, that's awesome to hear, Rantles. Thank you for the donation. Uh, next is a two-pound donation from Alan Wilkinson, uh, saying, Final Smash character will be me VTuber or some shit. Can you even imagine a me VTuber character? That, I, that's the first time I've ever seen that. Barone and Smash. Oh, man. Yeah, or actually I get... Mean, uh... Get get Mads. Get Mads as a Smash character. There we go. There nice. you go. Yeah, our former guest, Get Mads and Smash. I'd love that. Uh, next is $5 from Yin the Reaper, saying, I would lose my mind for Cat and Anna as a dual character, as a dual character like Ice Climbers or any WarioWare character. Wanted them since Brawl. You know what? A WarioWare rep would be pretty cool. Uh, I, I'd love to see Mona or 9-Volt. I, yeah, I was going to say 9-Volt would be really hype. Oh, 9-Volt um, pulling out all the game references, mm-hmm, except yeah. Nintendo-based, uh, like Pac-Man. Oh, that, that would be, be so amazing. awesome. His final smash would have to be his mom coming out and scolding everybody to go to bed or something. Like, should have to, yeah. it would have to be something like that. Yeah. Uh, I would love well, Thank that. you very much. Oh, get a, like, yeah, a little boost from, uh, what is it, 5, oh. five Amp? Or, oh, what's that? Because his buddy's name. 5 Volt? 5 Volt. 5 Volt, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I actually, um, when they had the Smash Bros. Uh, ballot prediction, uh, ballot uh, entry, I waited until the last possible moment, so like midnight on the the last day that oh, was man. open, and submitted n- nine volt. And I was like, because nice. I knew that like whatever I submitted wasn't gonna make it into Smash for 3DS and Wii U. But I knew it was like okay, it's gonna be used for the next game for sure. So nice. I'm gonna make sure nice. this is the last possible entry, so it's on the top of the list. Nice. Well, so you got nine one more volt shot. Is in. <laughs> yeah, awesome. 
Uh, next is $2 from Red Chaos 173 saying, if Tekken made it into Smash, why not Travis No More Heroes 3 version? I mean, I, I would say I agree with you, except there was that Mii Fighter costume that just got released with Pyra and Mithra, which yeah. I think effectively the hopes of all yeah. the, the Travis Touchdown fans out there. As, as much as I would love for that to be the case, I'm not happening not happening 100 <laughs> percent uh you know i do love the fact that you know, travis is one of my favorite video game characters of all time but he he's not making the cut unfortunately right um, but i am glad yeah. you brought him up red chaos because we, we didn't uh, we weren't able to make this its own story yes. i do want to point out that a, that a screenshot recently came out of oh, no more yes. heroes 3 with travis wearing a fuck racism t-shirt and i just love that I, that's that is perfect awesome. because fuck racism hell yeah yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that you gave me a, a reason to bring that up. So thank you for, for the donation and for bringing up Travis Red Chaos. And finally, we have a $1.99 donation from Esax08 saying Master Chief finishes the fighter pass. And yeah, I think we've all heard a lot of people yeah. saying it has to be that because Master Chief finishes the fight would be like the perfect splash screen. For, it really for would. It, it, it would be. But I, I yeah. would have to imagine that it would have to come alongside an announcement of like, Master Chief Collection coming to Switch, which has been long right. rumored, but I don't think it's going to materialize anytime soon, if it ever does at all at this point. Because I think I've been hearing right. rumors about that for like two years. So, right. yeah, same. Although right. I will say, Top Dog saying Master Chief is going to be a me costume, I'm not opposed to that, especially if it comes with music uh, like we've seen before. Getting that Mjolnir right. mix of uh, the main theme, that would be hype as hell to have that in the game as a, as a mm-hmm. something to pop on a stage, you know? Hell yeah. That would be. I mean, I do think when it comes to it being the final character, if, we, if we're talking about maximum hype, right, I think the only third-party characters left that, like, hit that high, 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 super high note in a broad sense are, like, Master Chief, Sora, and maybe Crash. I think mm-hmm. everyone else is kind of, unless I'm, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm thinking of, not thinking of somebody. But if, I, feel if like those Eggman, I think Eggman has that ability, too, oh, because Eggman. the Eggman Sonic community is vast. Yeah. <laughs> if You're you, right. If, no, Eggman should be on that list. I'll, I'll be honest. I think that the one thing we're overlooking, and it's because it won't happen. I want to be clear that it's because it won't happen. But I think the biggest, craziest, most unexpected thing they could do is have a PlayStation character in there. Like a first-party oh Sony God, right? character. Mm-hmm. Because that's the one of the big three yeah. that's not in Smash at all. Yeah. And like, imagine if we're all sitting here speculating Crash, uh, Master Chief, all these other ones, and it's fucking Ratchet and Clank. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, everyone would, mind. their heads would explode. I would lose yeah. my mind. Absolutely. That would be hype. Yeah. With, with, uh, with Will Rivet it happen? And, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but... Rivet all. Oh, yeah. no. You know what you say with Rivet and name redacted all? Yeah. You know what break the internet is actually SpongeBob and Smash? <laughs> if. If I get if SpongeBob showed up in Smash before Goku, the internet would just collectively die. <laughs> yeah, I would start it too. I'd be the beginning of that death. I'd be the first I mean, cell of the body of the internet that passed away. It's funny. There's so many characters in Smash that are almost representative of the PlayStation One era. <laughs> you know, we got mm-hmm. Tekken, we got uh, Final Fantasy, we got um, uh, uh, there's another one that was like around that era, but I forget. But Either way, it's yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Thank you, Ninkobra. It's right. yeah. crazy how they're just sort of like, yeah, I'm going to take this. It'd be, it'd be kind of amazing to just finish it off with their own character, but yeah. 
We'll see. It, it's going to be a, a really interesting hype moment, no matter what, because a lot, some someone out there, a lot of people are going to be really happy, and then a lot of people are going to be really upset, no matter who. The I am. Is, so. I get nervous It'll, thinking about the final. Oh, reveal. it's going to be that the, the internet's going to be Me a too. mess that day. Yeah. It yeah, is going to really be is. like, it'll be the one time people are hyped for their character to just be me costumes during the Sakurai presentation. Yeah. Right. Give me anything. Yeah. Well, thank you again, everybody, for the donations. You're all so generous. And just as a reminder, uh, any any future Super Chat donations we get, uh, I will read out between news stories because we do have to get to the news. And as hype as we are, uh, all of us, about Smash, I think our first news story is is about something that we are all not nearly as hyped for, given uh, E3 recently. So let's I want to be hyped for it. I want to be, yeah, I want to be hyped for it. So, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Collection. You know, that 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 one, that set of FF1 through 6, one through six that's only coming to Steam and Mobile? Well... Square uh, just or recently released a 30-minute Japanese video that is seeming, or for some reason, uh, has since been removed. Uh, that you can't you can't watch it anymore at its original location. Uh, but it included new looks at all six games and and uh, screenshots here of FF1 through six, uh, kind of giving us an early look at the revised sprites and just kind of how these games will look. FF3 in particular is very interesting because it is the first time this game has ever been remade in 2D. And, uh, and especially for a non-Japanese audience. And I just, it, it just, it reopens the wound. It, the, the wound hasn't even had a chance to scab over yet, and it's already being reopened. I want these games on console, on Switch specifically, because these are looking great, other than the font. The font, I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, the UI and the fonts are terrible. It doesn't even look good for mobile phones. Like, Yeah, I don't know what it is to score Enix and, and Western it's, fonts. But. It's an oddly narrow font. Like it has yeah, major yeah. readability issues, even for you know folks without any any visual uh, disabilities to speak of. I mean, right? I guess the advantage of it being released on Steam is we're gonna get mods for that pretty quickly. I'm gonna yep. assume exactly. Yeah. Uh, one thing about the font though is that they might be using the half width uh, characters in Japanese for the English text, so that's why it might yep. be narrow. Oh, I was I was thinking because, about that. If you've ever typed yeah. in Japanese on your computer and you don't turn off half width, everything looks very strange. So I, I would right. I would lay money that the game will not release with this font selection in the U.S. I could oh, be yeah. wrong. I hope I I'm think wrong. it would be different. Let's hope. <laughs> but there's a lot of like space there that they can use. Before, yeah. I feel yeah. like they've used this font before, though, in some of their other mobile titles. I could be wrong. That's just uh, offhand. But I, I feel like they have. I'm so I'm I, sorry. I looked at the YouTube chat and saw uh, uh, BJ Bovia. It's literally Ariel Narrow. I use it in manga. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, nice. and and there's nothing wrong with Ariel. I, I I like Ariel as as a typeface in general, but it's just something something about it looks very plain and off here in these. Final oh, it doesn't games. fit at all. Um, yeah. you know though, yeah. I, I, chunky. I do want to say our our good friend, the other Brandon in this case, um, is mentioning how he doesn't like the look of the games, and I haven't taken a a long look at these yet i just pulled the screenshot right before the show uh which shows ff1 by the way i threw ff1 up on screen i don't like what i saw i didn't think it looked particularly yeah. good <laughs> I, I mean i'm hopeful that six uh because that's the one i'm most interested in that it looks better than what through, i saw for one if you click through and six i think the, i obviously i've not played six but i it was pointed out that uh you know when tara begs a wedge or overlooking uh on the cliff face overlooking Narsh, you can actually see the village of Narsh yeah. below. Uh, Which I think is out. actually really cool. 
like um, like the, the the houses are way more pronounced uh, like from the canyon view down in down into narsh i like that and while i do think tara's hair is a little bit too bright I, she still looks way better than she did in the previous mobile version which i mean everybody in those yeah. games looked really bad um but i generally i'm liking what everything's looking like particularly four five and six one two and three i agree steve i'm not quite as into the look of them but they at least based on these screenshots so far yeah maybe maybe that's it but i'm liking the monster sprites i think that the monster sprites and the battle backgrounds i think look great across the board um oh wow just... i'm i'm looking at the original sprites from the mobile game uh, for oh. comparison's sake and you are not yeah. kidding you are not <laughs> oh, kidding it is terrible. a dramatic improvement yeah yeah the the original mobile version sprites looked absolutely just like ass so so bad don't know what they were thinking it had that weird mobile uh mobile remake problem of like smearing everything in like baby oil it's just like like everything <laughs> looks looks greasy and rounded and not at all like pixelated games should look the uh the mobile version of uh, Mega Man x had that problem too which hey Mega Man x mobile is going to come up later in the show too in a different context um but yeah these are much more faithful i think to the original versions uh, yeah. than the previous mobile versions were and right. again uh, it just comes I, I know i come keep coming back to this but why isn't this on switch god well it is... maybe it's a price uh, issue because i'm sure you guys have seen that right oh yes. yeah so i was going to mention that and you can buy them as a set the square enix tax is alive and well, and our good friend and previous TNT guest, uh, Kat Bailey, tweeted about this. Um, you can buy them all as a set for $75, which... Uh, oh, on sale, too. That's on sale, yeah. At the discount. I just... that's I mean, that's so square. That is so very square of them to do, and... On the one hand, playing Devil's Advocate as someone who has not played any of these games... Like, I, I mean, I've played six for like a couple hours, but none of the others, one through five, never. Uh, I think I own four on DS and never touched it. I think I also own it on Steam and also never touched it because that's just who I am and what I do. But, yeah. um, I mean, you're talking about hundreds of hours of gameplay for 75 bucks. True. I mean, if you look right. at it just as like time, you know, how much you're, how much gameplay time you're getting out of those dollars it is really hard to argue that it's not worth the amount of time you're going to get out of these. Um, but that being said, I mean, you are talking about remakes of 30-year-old games in some cases. And that is hard to justify. It is hard to swallow paying, like, modern AAA price for these games bundled mm -hmm. together. Um, right. Mm -hmm. I think it's harder to justify that for mobile. I think on Steam, you can you could start to make the argument that, like what you just said, Steve, you are getting hundreds of hours of gameplay. These are all classics. You know, it, these are across the board. Well, maybe not two, um, but they're classics, and you're getting hundreds of hours of gameplay. And on Steam, maybe you can make that argument. But God, I on mobile, no way. Don't want to spend no, seventy five no. I mean, to play these it's, on mobile. And and to be clear, I'm not saying on mobile it's like the the games are somehow mm -hmm. worse or inferior. Uh, although I, I wouldn't right. want to play them that way. They're still the same games, but uh, the ecosystem is way different on mobile. Like, if yeah. you price a game at a buck ninety nine, people are like, that's way too expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like if most people only play free stuff on, on their phones mm -hmm. and to tell people like, hey, for this, you know, this is averaging out at what, twelve fifty, thirteen dollars a game. Uh, that is yeah. very steep for the mobile economy. And I wonder how that will actually I, I wonder how that'll play out for them 
I think the right move for console would be to just bundle them all together and charge 40 bucks. I can see that doing fairly well. I could see them doing, if they bundle all six, 60 bucks they can get away with. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it would be $60 if they bundle them. Uh, according to Gamatsu, um, the they are all individually priced at eleven ninety nine each, but they are currently available at a twenty percent discount for nine fifty nine. So that's how they are, how much they are individually. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, uh, one, two, and three all come out on July twenty eighth. So less than a month from now, not waiting too long. Uh, and I imagine four, five, and six probably won't be too far behind that if they've already got the first three games done. So yeah. yeah. You know, if if you're looking forward to these on Steam, you don't have to wait too long for at least the first three games. And here's hoping that they they do something with these on consoles because I I want to check them out. I, I like they may not look as good as the original versions in some cases, like on NES and SNES, but they do look really good. I think in general, uh, especially four, five, and six. And mm-hmm. here's hoping. I, I, I'm looking forward to hearing more about the content they have. If like uh, allegedly they're restoring the the content that was in like the definitive versions of these games, right? So like some nice. extra oh. dungeons stuff I that's what i, I be, feel yeah. like i remember hearing maybe not maybe i could have just made that up. don't quote me I on think that there was maybe I more I information that. about that but I, I think there's like a sound test because they're doing i think they have some remix uh, optional remixes in there with a sound test and we want to uh, overled the uh remixes themselves so nice. there is nice. effort being put into these um yeah. and i i think honestly it'd be better if they treated it the way dragon quest is priced on mobile where mm-hmm. you can get Dragon Quest One for like five bucks, it's yep. ridiculously cheap, and it just gradually increases in price as you get to the others. And I feel like they could have done that model, where honestly, one, two, and three, five to seven bucks each, and then you get to the ten, twelve dollar range for four, five, six. Because mm-hmm. two is not great. One is dated, but still fun. Three is dated but still fun and good luck with the crystal tower you're gonna die <laughs> I, I hope it has quality of life updates for, for stuff like one that. would hope for any like save anywhere <laughs> yeah exactly i really hope so um but yeah i mean we, we could of course go around and belabor the it's not on switch point forever but we everyone knows everyone wants it on on consoles hopefully that happens um yeah. but yeah we'll probably see updated looks at these games uh, at four five and six as their eventual release date draws nearer um, but before we move on, we do have one more super chat from Skull Kid Tiger with a five dollar uh, donation saying, "Kazuya stream yesterday, fifty six minutes and thirty seconds. Ash admits Sonic Go Six is good after a Sonic thrashing. I'm gonna I'm gonna take issue with that. I I remember you telling me that I have to admit Sonic Go Six is good after you won with Sonic, and me saying, eh, yeah, it's still not it's still not so great. I if I'm wrong, the internet's here. You can tell me if I did admit that, then." Fair enough, but I don't remember that. So somebody on on YouTube or the internet will tell. We'll yeah, check, I'm sure. keep you honest. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. So, but either way, that was a great match, Skull Kid Tiger, and that was a good thrashing for sure. And thank you so much for the donation. And uh, yeah, well, let's go ahead and move on to our next news story then, uh, which has to do with a big old Phil Spencer interview about the future of Xbox. Hmm. So IGN, uh, in honor of, uh, I think, episode 500 of their podcast, had a big interview with Phil Spencer where they learned just kind of odds and ends about the next several months of Xbox and kind of where Phil's head is at with uh, the Xbox console roadmap. And I'm just going to kind of go down in in the headers here for the IGN article. Uh, The first major point is that uh, they are being, their efforts with Xbox Series X and S are being informed by the challenges they faced uh, in the Xbox One era, which 
that's a good thing because mm. uh, the Xbox One, it, it was weird how on top of the world they seemed to be with the Xbox 360. And then the Xbox One came and then the whole, uh, the whole yeah. borrowing games from friends and DRM thing just absolutely tanked their efforts with the Xbox One out of the gate. And that was pretty rough. Um, moving on, just kind of, this is kind of more businessy stuff, but they're saying that engagement is the key metric of success for Xbox. Um, the, the quote from Phil is, the number one metric that we can look at to see if our business is actually growing is, are people playing more on the platform? That's obviously not anything new, and yeah. that is what they're using Game Pass to help grow, essentially. Yeah. Um, and as we said before in the show, Game Pass is clearly their focus uh, in terms of a service approach over just focusing on the hardware aspect like PlayStation does. Uh, and by the way, feel free to interrupt me at all if, if I know Steve, you might yeah, have oh, something yeah. to I, I did I did want to give our audience a little update. So I mentioned on the last episode that I would try xCloud on my web browser and see if it worked. Oh, okay. It sucks, just like I expected. Uh, and and <laughs> it, honestly, I, I am of the belief that it's not Microsoft's fault. I think they're doing the best they can with it because I have never played a game streaming service through an iOS web browser that does not introduce like an unacceptable amount of controller lag. And that's just, mm -hmm. I, I think it's just how Safari on iPhones is written. So yeah, if uh, if you were thinking of playing xCloud on your iPhone or iPad, maybe just don't. <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> uh, I tried playing, uh, I, I intentionally put it through the ringer. I played Forza and I played Doom Eternal and they were unplayably uh, laggy. And, you know, uh, the game was streaming in like real time. It's just my controller inputs were not being reflected mm -hmm. anywhere near to when I was putting them in and. That sucks. Apple just let them make the app. It works great on Android. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, yeah, go. For I'm it. not surprised. I kind of figured as cool as the feature sounded on paper, I, I kind of had a feeling that in practice it, it wouldn't be a great way to experience games. Yeah. Well, the worst part is, you know, uh, Apple does allow you to use the Xbox app to remotely play an Xbox in your home on your iPhone, and that mm. works beautifully. Works hundred percent but you know it's mm. it's it's like having a x cloud on the switch essentially you know little little device you can put it in your pocket so if you're you know in in a different room from your xbox but you want to play for some reason you're being lazy or in my case and i will totally cop to the fact that i do this i will sit in the goddamn bathtub and like just stew in hot water and play games on my phone <laughs> with an xbox that controller it is wonderful. It really yeah, is. Just by saying that, you're you're opening the door for more bathtub streams. I think, Steve, people you're oh, going to hear that and be like, "More bathtub streams, yes." I I I can't. I did not wear clothes <laughs> when I did that. You know, like no, people normally do in the bathtub. I'm not. This ain't OnlyFans, yeah. and from what I hear, OnlyFans won't allow that, that anymore. Stop people. Oh, I oh, oh really? I hadn't yeah, that, yeah, apparently, uh, and this is totally tangential, so I'll make it quick. <laughs> OnlyFans is uh, has decided that they're no longer going to host adult content, and I'm like, what else do you do? Like, yeah, you know, exactly. OnlyFans is for? It, yeah, yeah. You, you hear about this all the time. It's like uh, they're these apps or services get big off of the that industry, and then as soon as they are considered legit, they're like, okay, we're jettisoning that. Thanks for helping us get to this point. Get out. Yeah, exactly. It's like that is What's yeah exactly. Tum Tumblr almost content. solely existed for porn, and then and then they were like, "Oh, right. we're not doing that." And then they're like, "Oh man, that was a bad move. We yeah, shouldn't nobody, have done that." No one Tumblr. uses Tumblr anymore. Yeah, no one yeah. uses Tumblr, so no one's going to use yeah. OnlyFans because they're essentially trying to turn OnlyFans into Patreon too. 
I hate to tell you, but move. we're not moving GVG to OnlyFans anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. A bad move or a bath move? Is oh. Well, I mean, a, a bath move oh. is, is eventually good, as Miyamoto <laughs> yeah. would probably say. Right. Nice. <laughs> um, the return of you Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, going back to Phil Spencer stuff, it's interesting that he uh, admits that they need uh, more studios for, from that are geographically diverse. Like he I was wants to acquire yeah. Japanese or European teams and wants to get more friendly, friendly content, which would definitely diversify the type of games we see at Xbox presentations. Um, right. And I find it odd that he kind of hangs um, the future of more female protagonist on xbox on joanna dark like just just do it man just do it just put them out there i mean so there's there's a weird i mean there's a weird culture at xbox right it's it's uh they're they want to be something for everyone but they include Mm -hmm. the really bad people in in their view of everyone (laughs) and they're like well you know we we built our brand on the backs of Cheeto stained hands. So we're going to need to make sure right. we, we continue to grease those <laughs> grease, those already Cheeto greased palms. And right. I mean, just don't like, it's okay if they don't buy your shit, you guys are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Phil Spencer, right. you're rich. <laughs> and I do appreciate Phil being, being, I would say uncommonly candid about the weakness in their lineup, admitting like, Hey, we need to do better with family friendly content. And we could be better about having more geographically diverse teams making games for Xbox. I appreciate him mm-hmm. just coming right out and saying that, but I, I agree with you, Derek, that it is a bit strange that he's hanging the, you know, the future of, of female uh, led games on Xbox on Joanna dark. Like, you don't just have to hang it, hang it on one character, you know? Yeah. But I mean, that, to that be, I, I am looking forward to seeing what they do with perfect dark. I, I, I don't know if they're like fully f- focusing on Joanna dark as like the sole, like entryway to female protagonist. I think they're just saying like, maybe she's starting that trend. That, that'd be, or at least that's, what, that's what I'm hoping for at least. Cause yeah. I, I think, you know, diversity is, is really important and um, getting the teams Absolutely. from different locations will definitely help Xbox. Xbox does not do well in Japan. And I think part of that is because of the la- there's a lack of Japanese involvement, a lack of Japanese studio involvement. And I think they could I, leverage that. I wonder. So one thing I didn't realize until very recently, since we're talking about Xbox, uh, is that uh, Scarlet Nexus, which recently came out, I didn't even yeah. know that was a PlayStation game as well, because Microsoft did a very <laughs> effective job in the yeah. West marketing it. Like, I thought it was mm-hmm. an Xbox exclusive. That's the only place I ever saw it. I didn't know until Bandai was like, hey, did you know this game's also on PlayStation? <laughs> For the first time in a long time, I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, and I feel like if they could, if they could have gone all the way and locked a game like Scarlet Nexus down as an exclusive, that would go a long way toward making the yeah. console at least appealing to, to folks outside of the U.S. Because Scarlet Nexus is anime as fuck, and I love it. Um, <laughs> but th- there is a serious dearth of games like that in the Xbox ecosystem. Uh, right. They they need to improve their lineup. And I, I think it is cool that he's like, yeah, you know, we're a little weak on certain things. And I would love to see them actually develop a meaningful partnership or even acquire a Japanese studio. Just one, someone, anyone. Um, Maybe. It's, yeah. it's going to be rough because they've tried that before. Remember, Tales of Vesperia was Xbox exclusive 
And it stayed that way, at least in uh, the States. Uh, but then they used that opportunity, that Xbox money, to make it a definitive version of the PlayStation 3 in Japan. So it's right. a little odd in that in that case. Uh, the one last thing I do want to mention of this interview uh, highlights that I, that I think is worth pointing out is, like, there won't be an Xbox Series X Pro anytime soon. Thank God. I hate yes. these iterations. Just yeah. leave it I at mean, that. You know, it is it is funny. Um I, I found that to be kind of a non-statement in a weird way because right. um, they didn't release the Series S until, or I'm sorry, the Series S, the One S, until three years into the Xbox One's life cycle. They, they were actually fairly restrained in releasing that, you know, but then we got like the One X the year after, and then we got the announcement of the Series X the year after that. So they did kind of go nuts for a little bit, um, but... I would expect this early in the console life cycle for any CEO to be like, yeah, of course we're not, you know, <laughs> like we're not doing that. Yeah. We're totally doing that. Yeah. But um, I, I expect we have a solid two and a half years until we start seeing revisions. But the thing that I found interesting is one, he hinted at the fact that their opportunity for an Xbox series revision may be further into the lower end of the market, which I think would be really interesting M making like current gen, because uh, these are still really expensive machines. I mean, the Series S is still three hundred bucks. You know, if they could release one for one fifty or even you know two hundred or even one hundred fifty dollars, uh, that could make amazing. you know it targets ten eighty p people with older televisions that don't need four k or even fourteen forty p. It could be really interesting, you know, to uh, get more folks on board. But um, you know, or he may even be hinting at the streaming stick that he's talked about in the past, just an X cloud streaming stick that you plug into your TV. Uh, I think those would all be really cool opportunities to get folks into the Xbox ecosystem and get them playing games. Um, because I don't know where we go from here. You know, like this is the, right. with the, with the PS4, you know, I think we all knew like, Oh, Hey, 4k is on the horizon in a couple years. We, you know, there was kind of a visible to the layperson upgrade path where where the next console should go and i'm sitting here thinking like 4k is still a pretty new thing and people are talking about 8k but even at the highest end gear you could buy for a computer there's no way you're pushing games at 8k at all there's no movies there's no shows and i bet in two years it won't be much better so it'll be interesting to see it, like what the hell do you upgrade how do you make these consoles right. like what's the what's the what's the move other than more storage, which please, <laughs> games are huge now. <laughs> I mean, I think like all all hardware makers are always working on new hardware. I think yeah. like you know the fact that there's right. new hardware is not surprising because they need to make continually make new hardware and continue to innovate. But I think the revision that we'll see is probably a silent revision where they'll probably make the use uh, parts that are cheaper or find right. way to make it more effective and stuff like that. I, it's happened a couple of times, like I think with the Wii. Yep. I think like this that. is going to be very reminiscent of the PS2 and uh, or PS3 and Xbox 360 generation yeah. where it's like the revisions don't do anything really new, but they're like, hey, it's smaller and quieter and mm -hmm. looks yeah. better, which, which is fine. Right. All right. <laughs> you know, I, think make I, them smaller. I think a lot of people would already like a smaller PS5 because that thing is a monster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely, I love the design, but it is massive, that thing. Uh, also, Fat Matt five eight nine in our YouTube chat reminds us that uh, Xbox also has Hellblade two, and that is, is a female yep. protagonist playing game true. with Sinua. So that's cool. Thank you for that reminder. Uh, Daigo in our YouTube chat says, "And here's the Xbox hate segment: 
I don't know where that comes from. I'm just I don't know if you saw our E3 coverage. I Forza Five pushed me to get an Xbox mm-hmm. Series X, so no Xbox hate here, man. And I yeah. think this. I think, I, I think primarily positive. Sony, about, trust me, Sony does a lot of dumb crap. I border on oh, being yeah. an Xbox <laughs> fanboy to some folks. So I, I have been playing my Xbox more than anything else um, because of PSO2. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely will call out any manufacturer, any platform holder on stuff I think is dumb or bad. But mm-hmm. no, I, I love my Xbox. I, I play mm-hmm. it. It's probably my most played console out of the big three right now. Which that'll change, but it always does, you know. Yeah, right. That depends on what's out. But uh... um, the, the one other thing I want to mention about this, and I think fans will absolutely agree with Microsoft on this, is that the next thing Xbox wants to announce for Halo Infinite is a release date, Makes right? Sense. Like it's it yes. feels like it's just been way past time for a long time for them to announce a release date for Halo Infinite. So hopefully that is Halo soon. Halo Infinite. I I always come in kind of like cool on them before i play them and then i end up devouring the story mode of these games in like two days <laughs> so i i love playing i i suck at multiplayer i'm glad it's split off into its own thing i'll be honest i probably won't touch it um but <laughs> m- the single player campaign i will play through probably multiple times once by myself more times in co-op with friends if it has co-op uh campaign like most other halos do but Halo right. is definitely, uh, it's the reason I bought my first Xbox, and it continues mm-hmm. to be a series that, with the exception of ODST, I've played every single one, and that's nice. just on me that it came at a time in my life where I didn't have time to play, so. Mm. Right. We'll cool. Yeah. All right. Well, before we move on to our next news story, we do have another super chat to read out from Blazestar25 with uh, $10. Thank you so much, saying... Uh, I realized this last night, but out of the 10 DLC fighters, five are from JRPGs and three are from fighting games. I still love everything we've gotten from Smash, but I wish there was more character variety. Uh, They they definitely have been leaning heavily on the JRPG characters for for Smash DLC characters. And as a died-in-the-wool JRPG fan, I'm fine with that personally, but I do hear you on the, you know, diverse front in terms of getting characters from different genres of games. You make a good point. And uh, thank you, Blazestar25, for your generous donation. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's very likely we'll be getting a Halo Infinite release date uh, pretty soon. But uh, the, the subject of this next news story probably isn't going to be getting a release date for a long time, if this rumor is true. So let's get that up on screen. Uh. So, Grand Theft Auto 6, there is a rumor making the rounds from a uh, known leaker named Tom Henderson, who is known for, uh, he's known as a source for Call of Duty and Battlefield 2042 leaks. Uh, that GTA 6 is going to be set in a modern-day Vice City, but might not launch until 2025, which, Woof. to be fair, given, given the scope of Grand Theft Auto yeah. games, does track, but that's that's a long way out. And um, there are a few, a few more interesting details here. Uh, apparently, GTA 6 is going to include multiple playable characters, including a tech-savvy woman, uh, which I know that's something people have wanted to see from GTA is a you know playable female character. Hopefully that's true. I think that would be great. Uh, it's also allegedly going to have a uh, an evolving map, kind of like Fortnite, like a like a map that changes in real time. In I guess in response to wide ranging events. Uh, I don't play Fortnite, can you tell? Um, but yeah, it's, it, that's going to have a Fortnite style evolving map. And this all sounds really interesting, uh, especially the bit about it setting or being set in a modern day Vice City. But it's hard to get too excited 
I would think, uh, just I mean, knowing that it might not even as, launch till 2025. As SEA points out in the, the, uh, the chat, the uh, patron chat, 12 years after GTA 5, that's a wait. That yeah. is quite a wait. The, yeah. The thing for me is, oh, and I, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, push is oh, I was, I was just, uh, I was going to say like, Rockstar really seems to be focused on the online experience for GTA 5. And I think that that's why like GTA 6 taking so long is, is makes a oh, lot yeah. of sense because they're probably going to mm. build online as a very core component of the next game. Yeah. Agree I, I think you're completely right about I, that. I think yeah. that we're going to see GTA 6 stands a good mm-hmm. chance of being the most dramatic shift for the series since GTA 3. Um, yeah. You know, Rockstar, yeah. I mean, GTA 5, and I think we talked about this a couple years ago back in the GX days, was still like in the sales charts in the top 10 years on from its release. And it's because GTA Online is a gigantic moneymaker for Rockstar, like a ridiculous just cash printing machine. Like you, you could easily make, I don't even know who the equivalent of a WADA would be for Rockstar, but you could have him just holding a, a GTA case with dollar bills <laughs> popping out of it. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it makes sense. I I wouldn't put a ton of stock into any rumor about a game that's supposed to not release for four years because, as we all know, There's game development... Exactly. Like, I mean, this person yep. could very well have reliable, verifiable information on GTA 6, but four years out that probably came in the form of a pitch doc at best. (laughs) And, you know, they may, they may go in thinking like, yeah, we're going to build all this stuff. And then realize a couple years in like, Whoa, we, we were way too ambitious. We got to cut this down to make a product we can sell. (laughs) We don't want to be cyberpunk. (laughs) Yeah. We don't want to be cyberpunk. Uh, You know, it's interesting though. I do like the idea of like a technically savvy uh, criminal in, in a GTA game, because honestly, as much as GTA has uh, grown in terms of its portrayals of characters and stuff like that, we still kind of get the archetypal, like, retired mobster that is getting back in the game, and he's really just good at robbing things, you know? And it's like, there's not a lot of depth to their skill set. Um, so it yeah, would be cool mobsters, to have. We got black uh, gang members, and we got crazy people. Yeah. Those are our typical protagonists. Yeah, right. exactly. And all three yeah. are covered in GTA Five, so there you go. Yeah. One thing I really like. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Steve. I was just going to say there's nothing really wrong with any of those archetypes for for a game like GTA. It definitely fits. But I would like to see somebody who's like into sophisticated white collar crime as an option in in a game like GTA where, you know, the kind of person who wants to rob you without even knowing that their hand is in your pocket. You know, I I think that could be a cool twist on the uh, entire series. But, you know, I would also be happy to just run around, you know, Liberty City or Vice City in this case and just blow shit up and, and go wild. So mm-hmm. I think it could be, you know, I'm I'm confident that GTA six, whenever the hell it comes out, uh, will be your typical Rockstar's Rockstar joint. It'll be huge on production values, huge even bigger on the marketing budget and and mm-hmm. you know, fun to play if it's your thing, but probably not gonna break mm-hmm. any molds. I don't think GTA has ever really like a lot of people pointing out uh so watchdogs. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I hope not. I really hope not. I think Watch Dogs and GTA yeah. are, are both good things that I like, but separate things. Mm-hmm. And I, I do right. not want GTA to go down the, oh, hey, you can hack a manhole. You know, like, I don't want that. <laughs> um, so I, I hope well, that those remain separate concepts. 
Speaking of uh, GTA 6 going big on production values, one thing I really like about this uh, news story, from it's from Games Radar, by the way, uh, is that uh, Tom Henderson apparently had previously reported that GTA 6 might launch in 2023, but is now updating that prediction to 2025 uh, due to one, one of those factors informing that prediction being that Rockstar is apparently focusing on, on employee well-being in the wake yes. of the force of serious crunch nice. uh, in the run-up to uh, Red Dead Redemption 2's release. So... If that's true, that's and of theory. course, again, this is all based on a rumor from a, from a known leaker. This none of this is confirmed news. But if that's true, that's great news, and I can think of no better reason to have this come out in 2025. Yeah, that's a long wait, but if, if that means that no, none of the devs have to crunch and they're putting employee health first, that is always the number one thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. true, true. Um, I, I want to and- point out. Uh, just one of my favorite because it it mimics one of my favorite ads. But frequent positron in our patron chat says you wouldn't download a car. To which I always say, hell yes, I would, absolutely. <laughs> but I do remember the sure old anti piracy ad. DLC for that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Speaking but yeah, of our patron chat. Oh no! Go please ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I was oh, just going to talk. Speaking of our patron chat, I didn't uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but uh, the Returnal of You Narukami, and I love that name change. It's great. Uh, said that when Mega Man X9 gets announced, I need to do a bathtub stream. And I will say it right now. I will confirm it. You can write it down. Quote me. If and when X9 gets announced, I will do another bathtub stream. Nice. It's going to happen. There it's going to happen. That's that's the least of what I'm going to do to celebrate that. If and when that's, uh, that, that happens. But yes, you can, you can put it in the books. I'm going to do that. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, GTA 6... You know, I'm not a GTA fan personally myself, but I absolutely have a lot of respect for what the series does so well that that really a lo- no other series does. And just mm-hmm. pure open world mayhem. The writing is, is often very strong. So it may not be my thing, but I get why people are so high for GTA 6. And I really like the idea of a female playable character. I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't think of a lot of games that, that have explored a female character in a criminal underworld context like I not feel outside like a lot of, of character creators because like yeah you can play yeah. yeah 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 i mean like bespoke characters of course but um but yeah so we'll see what happens with it but we're gonna be waiting a while because uh it's what is it 2021 so four more years <laughs> yeah. if this if this rumor turns out to be true so we'll see uh also, before we move COVID on oh, impacted covid impacted a lot of games development of course. That like that's, also- that's another thing to point out is like a lot of games had to restart development or, you know, even moving from work from home that delayed games by year, at least. Right. Mm. Right. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, before we move on, we have another super chat from Daigo for $5. Thank you so much saying, thanks for explaining. Sorry. I came off rude. Keep up the great work and Mega Man legends collection, please. Oh. Well, I certainly am right there with you on the latter half of that Mega Man mm. legends collection. Hell yeah. I'm sorry to say, I'm not quite sure what you're referring to he's, in the former half. He's referring to the Xbox hate comment. Oh, got it, got it. It's all good. You didn't come yeah. through at all. I was just having yeah, a bit yeah. of fun, man. Don't even worry about it. Thank you for saying that, but I was just having a bit of fun. You didn't come off rude at all. It's all good. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for your donation again, Daigo. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been talking about a lot of rumors and a lot of hearsay and stuff, but let's returnal to some confirmed news that is uh, pretty exciting. Oh, wow. Well done. <laughs> I've been waiting on that one. I've been thinking about it the whole time we were talking about GTA uh, <laughs> nice. So... Uh, Housemark, uh, Returnal and Superstar Stardust HD developer Housemark is the latest developer to join the PlayStation Studios family. And I think I speak for all of us when I say, hell yeah, sense. man. It makes yeah. sense. It tracks. Housemark is a talented developer. Uh, Returnal is is great. It 
not every part of it is my cup of tea, but I really think it's a great game. And Super Stardust HD, man, it's been a while since I played it, but I played it a lot back at the PS4's launch. And this is great, man. They're they're really talented folks. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've played quite a bit of Returnal. Still can't beat it. I still suck at it. <laughs> same. But, same. Um, it is, I've not it is played a, it yet. It is a really good game, and it makes good use of the PS5. Um, the I'm excited about this announcement, one, because Housemark has consistently made great games on PlayStation hardware, uh, but the other part is that the uh, CEO of Housemark was fairly candid about the fact that if Returnal didn't do great, he wasn't sure if the studio could weather that if you know the future of the studio was kind of bet on Returnal and to see that Sony you know was like damn good job here's presumably millions upon millions of dollars <laughs> makes me yeah. happy uh, knowing that they'll continue to make games uh whether it's on you know exclusively on PlayStation I don't really mind um the thing I found interesting was that apparently this is just the second acquisition by Sony in a decade. I did not wow. realize that they were so Me reserved neither. about snapping up other studios. Didn't they just do a recent one? Uh, yeah, Insomniac yeah. was the most recent yeah. one. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. those, th- those two are the only acquisitions in the last 10 years. Well, it's about oh, wow. to be three. Well, yeah, it might true. be three, which is the... I, I didn't want to lead with this because I wanted to give Housemark their, you know, their proper you know props i guess just because you know it's really cool that they specifically are are joining the playstation family but i think in general more people might be excited by the potential of the mistake that playstation japan seems to have made when they uploaded the wrong image uh with their first tweet about housemark's acquisition saying uh instead of showing housemark's logo it's blue point games's logo saying welcome to the family so if that is indeed their next acquisition that seems to be coming up a lot sooner than their previous acquisition did uh, and who knows when they'll announce it, but yeah, it, it seems as though uh, PlayStation are on the verge of acquiring Bluepoint Games as well, which I know a lot of people are going to be really happy about mm-hmm. if that does happen, myself included. Uh, Bluepoint, of course, if you're not aware, they made uh, Uncharted the Nathan Drake Collection. They made the PS4 remake of Shadow of the Colossus, Gravity Rush Remastered, Titanfall, uh, really talented folks over there, and um yeah, that, I, I know that there's all the rumors going around that they're working on a potentially a Metal Gear Solid remake. I think we all hope that's really happening. Um, we'll and this, see. But, this yeah. seems like a lot more than a simple mistake, too, because it does. it's not just the Blue Point logo. There's also a, a screenshot of uh, Demon Souls in that little like horizontal ah, section of point. all these other games. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they, they very clearly put a lot of effort into editing the image, and it does seem that it was supposed to take place after this announcement yeah. because Returnal's already on there. So, <laughs> right. you know, it, it does seem like somebody goofed real bad and just posted the <laughs> wrong image. Uh, also because the image disappeared from Twitter and and no yeah. comment was made as to why it was posted. So, um, Which, that tells you everything. Yeah, I it feel really bad does. for the PR person who accidentally yeah. uploaded that. Oh, that that <laughs> social sure, like, media intern is now like doing one of those videos on Twitter where you edit your bio, but they're putting former like in front of. It. Oh God, <laughs> that's so sad. That's oh man, yeah, I feel really bad for whoever. I do. I feel bad because it's definitely an innocent mistake, but it is a big one. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's interesting that acquired Bluepoint because what they have done is mostly ports, ports and remakes. Oh. So. I'm a okay with that. Because Demon Souls is cool. <laughs> yeah, Demon Souls is was uh, from what I understand was a great 
uh, PS5 remake. I didn't play it myself, but I heard it was great. And I, but I did play Shadow of the Colossus in compared to the original, which I also played, and they did a bang up job on that. Uh, Blue Point does great work, and I really do hope the rumors of them working on a Metal Gear Solid One remake are true. Uh, and as the Returnal of You Nutterkami also says in our live audience patron chat, if they are true, bring back David Hayter. I don't want one without the other. If you're going to remake MGS One, mm-hmm. you got to bring back David Hayter mm-hmm. straight up. You gotta. Yeah, I do not. None of this. Uh, what's the twenty-four Keith, guy's name? Keeper Seven. Keep that guy. Yeah. yeah I'm oh sure yeah. He's a nice no. guy. But he's not Snake, man. He's not my Snake. Not Snake. <laughs> hashtag not my Snake. Um, yeah. Hashtag <laughs> not my Snake. Um, so yeah, but but congrats to House Mark and eventual congrats to uh, to Blue Point since, since that definitely seems to be uh, happening. So yeah, good times all around for the PlayStation family of developers. Uh, let's see. I need to check our super chats. Do we have any more before we move on? Yes, we have we one. Here. One more. Okay, I'm reloading it right now. Uh, David Gillison. Yeah, $5 from my bu- uh, good buddy David. Yeah. David, thanks for hanging out with us, man. And former TNT guest and future TNT guest as well. I'm sure we'll have him back on the show. Saying, PlayStation playing catch up with Xbox. This feels like two behemoths voltroning up. I oh, missed God. the health mark that made Resogun. Resogun was a great game. Yeah. Um, when I met my wife, and I told her I was really into gaming. She's like, I got to show you my favorite game. And it was Resogun. And oh, nice. I was like, oh, cool. Well, good. We have something in common. This is a fantastic game. And uh, she is yeah. way better at Resogun than me. <laughs> She's clearly nice. put in the work on that one. I'm, I'm not sure if one has to, if it has to be either or, though, does it, David? Like, can it be the, the house mark that made Returnal is still the same house mark that also made Resogun? I don't know if it has to be one or the other, does it? No, I mean, they're both great games. So. They seem like they they still have the development shops to make just you know, yeah, right. games in various genres. Uh, but thank so, you, David, for the donation. Oh, go ahead, Derek. Absolutely. Well, definitely thank you. But I I feel like I bring this up before we move on because chat both chats are going wild. Our mods yep. are going wild. Uh, I this uh, Summon Files is getting a sequel, uh, which oh. is notable because I have not played that. But I've heard it's really good. Um, it's made by uh, the same people who worked on 999 and Rampa. Like, those two right. came together to make this game. And now we're getting a sequel. And thank you, Steve, for the, the image. <laughs> <laughs> I, even got, I already got a PR email about it, too. So there it is. Oh, uh, I have as well. Yep, I see it now. So nice. uh, That's really cool. I, oh, uh, I was I just a creator of Zero Escape. I thought they also had Rampa in there. So, I mean, it's totally down my alley. It's totally something I know yeah. I'd like. I just need to find time to actually play it. Cool. Yeah, I haven't played the first game myself, but I mean, just based on how excited everyone is in both our chats, clearly this is something to be to be hype about. Yeah, and... I've I've not played them, but I can tell you as somebody who, again, is is lured in easily by good character design. I like what I saw in the tweet, so I'll be looking at the trailer. <laughs> right. It, it, the yeah. main character looks dope. Yeah, yeah, I'll check. Th- I'll check this out after uh, we wrap recording today. Um, but uh, on that note, we do have a few more news stories to get through. So let's go ahead and get that next news story up on screen. And uh, this, this, we keep coming back to Silent Hill. We keep returning to the whole Silent Hill worst kept secret in gaming thing. So uh, Bloober Team, the the Polish developers who made the Medium, uh, have announced a strategic partnership with Konami. And uh, it is understood by uh, Video Games Chronicle, I believe. Yes, Video Games Chronicle, that this partnership may have to do with a Silent Hill project. 
Uh, it says uh, here on Video Games Chronicles, it says, according to people with knowledge of Bluebird's plans, one of the projects it's working on is Silent Hill related. Uh, and on top of that, and this is not Bluebird related specifically, uh, VGC also understands that Konami has already outsourced at least one other Silent Hill project to a prominent Japanese developer. So it's just like, again, this is the uh, worst kept secret. There seems to be something going on with Silent Hill that we're just, they're not ready to talk about it yet, but it feels like it's on the cusp of being announced, but it's felt that way for months now, and it's driving me crazy. It's uh, just give me Silent I, Hill. It's, I do not want a Bluebird team Silent Hill. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot medium, of people. Right? I played yeah. the medium and it was, it was devoid of joy. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how, like mechanically it wasn't like a terrible game, but it was very clearly trying to have a very silent hill vibe to it. And it missed the mark incredibly hard. Like it just was not, I mean, you guys know me. I am a coward. I do not like scary games. I played through the medium without breaking a sweat. Like it did not bother me even a little. Wow. Okay. So I I was uh, seeing a conversation between friends in another Discord uh, today talking about this and why somebody was wondering like why are people so against Bluebird Team handling Silent Hill, and I they provided a twi- Twitter thread of um what it, what the medium story is all about and the very poor implications. Uh, that they have in, involving characters with um, uh, mental issues. Yep. And it is, mm. oof, that is a wolf. I... And apparently it's not, it's something that's come up a few times in their games. Cause they've also done layers of fear. And what was that? Oh, the, um, the Blair recent uh, Blair Witch. Thank you, but push. So yeah, oof. I was not aware of that. That's, I shame. mean, and taking that aside, assuming assuming that someone else writes the story for them, the games just aren't like the the games that I've played from them are, do not evoke that same sense of fear that Silent Hill is so well known for. And I mean, they definitely try. They definitely try. It just feels like they're copying those games and not quite emulating them properly. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm worried about them getting to do the real deal and coming up with similarly. Uh, disappointing results, but I probably won't play it regardless. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame. Must get yeah, some amazing I, reviews. Yeah, yeah, because I know you. I, I, I watched your review, of course, of uh, the medium, Steve, and I know you were not a fan. And so, yes, I mean, of course, I do need to temper my hype a little bit. I, as much as I want to see Silent Hill return, I, I do want to see it return in the right way. Silent Hill, as we all know, or as any fans know. Have gone through the the suffering of being paired with developers who didn't get it, and that's what resulted in Silent Hill Downpour, for example. Arguably, Silent Hill Homecoming, uh, Silent Hill Book of Memories. These are all games that, in my mind, did not capture Silent Hill at all in the way that that I yep. would want it to be captured. And so, the, the the more exciting part of the story, I guess, for me, is the one that doesn't have to do with Bluber, uh, which is Video Game Chronicle. You know, hearing yeah. that Konami has already outsourced at least one other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully whoever they did outsource so, it to get Silent Hill because one, two, and three are still among the very best survival horror games of all time, in my opinion. Two and three particularly. So Z- Zion Mosi uh, in the YouTube chat uh, saying, 
um, that's what silent Hill games are based on emotional trauma. Most of the times that is very true, but there's a difference from what I understand how silent Hill treats it to how the medium treats it, which from this Twitter thread, I admit I have not played the medium. So maybe Steve will back this up for me. I don't know how much, you know, how much he remembers or anything like that. But from what it sounds like, it's like their solution to you have mental issues. You need to be put down. Uh, there was definitely some of that. Like there were people that were, uh, I, I don't know that I would classify it necessarily as mentally ill. That wasn't the read I got from the story of the medium. Yeah. Uh, but there was kind of a weird overarching, like this is maybe not a resort, maybe a mental hospital instead that they're treating as a resort for the sake of the residents mm. and mm. people were disappearing and being killed. Um, but the whole story, like I, I will just come out and say it. I don't like to talk too ill of games, especially from small teams, the story is convoluted as hell and really difficult to follow, <laughs> even when you're mm. playing it contemporaneously and taking notes. Like, it, it was just a mess. I remember being like, you know, there were twists and they would happen and it, they felt like they came out of nowhere. Like, there was no, you know, uh, mm. most of the storytelling within uh, the medium is environmental and not good. Um like, there are things that happen that you're like, what is the significance of this to the overarching plot of the game? Like, what what does this teach me about my goals or my character's motivations or anything? <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah. uh, just to, I found that thread. Um, oh, nice. Want, I put it both in the live audience and the uh, YouTube chat. Uh, so if you want to re- read, you know, get more of it, because I, you know, it's a big thread for me to sum up. But there right. it is if you want, if you're interested but it's a little like rough. Like I can see it working for Silent Hill, but I also think the ultimate uh, mm. conclusion to it is way off the mark from my, my understanding of Silent Hill. I don't know. Yeah, as it, it definitely, as somebody who has watched every Silent Hill game, did not give me even a shred of Silent Hill vibes. It, it felt like nice. an imitator and, and not a particularly good one. Well, what up, Nico? In the YouTube chat, says, "Yeah, they use mental health as a gimmick rather than rather than a serious topic that lots of people go through." Which, I, again, like Derek, I haven't played it myself, so I'm not going to render a judgment here. But you know, based on what you're saying, Nico, that certainly is is a problem, and uh, that is not how I would want to see Silent Hill tackle uh, you know tackle those same topics. So we'll see how it goes. I, I just hope something good for Silent Hill comes out of all of this. Something that isn't a pachinko machine. To at least be positive somewhat, I do think they could make some pretty unsettling character designs and locations, but I'm not confident they could have the gameplay to match. Like, the stuff right. that you saw in the medium, you were like, oh, that, that could be pretty scary under the right circumstances, but then those circumstances never materialized. Right. Mm. Uh, Vedran in our Patreon live audience chat says, uh, didn't the Silent Hill composer Akira Yamaoka help with the medium? I do believe I heard that being, that was the case. Uh, and if it was the case, apparently it unfortunately didn't really make too much of a difference in the end. Um, but that's, I did. You can have great music, but a bad game. So, right, right. Exactly. Well, I, like I said, I haven't played the medium, so I'm not going to render a judgment on how they did or did not handle, uh, mental health in that game. But let's go ahead and move on to our next news story, which is about a company uh, handling something. Before that, though, we did get two oh. uh, donations. Two ah, damn it. I just refreshed it, and I thought I was good. It was pretty uh, pretty recent. Yeah, uh, like in the last yeah. five seconds. Yeah, okay, okay. 
So first one is from John, Polish Impossible to Save for $20. Wow, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, saying, Jeez. PSA, having issues with eShop purchases still? Someone may have stole your user login and made your Switch a secondary to theirs. Happened to me on the 15th, just found oh, out. The awful. weird OS update push may be due to a Nintendo data breach. Yikes, I'm not. sorry wow. that happened. John. That is interesting. Okay. Uh, one, one comment I'll make to you, John, and hopefully it helps you. Turn on two-factor authentication for your Nintendo yes. account, because yep. that way, even if someone gets your password, they also have to have access to your phone. Um, mm -hmm. And I can tell you, being someone who works in games media, um, I have it on all my accounts, and every, yep. every couple months or so, on either my Twitter, my Instagram, something else, someone finds a way to try to log into them and i get a text from you know whatever service it is saying like hey someone in ukraine is trying to get into your instagram i'm like good luck it's pretty boring in there but um that'll that'll save you a lot of heartache i actually learned that lesson the hard way after somebody hacked my psn account and bought 200 dollars worth of gold in fifa <laughs> i had to spend a long time on chat with sony being like I, I don't like FIFA. I don't even own FIFA. Like, why would I buy $200 of DLC for a game I don't own that you can see yeah, my account right. has never played? Uh, but they eventually oh, refunded me. But yeah, it was it was a nightmare, and that just convinced me. I was like, put it on everything. Um, and yeah. I have had a few scares here and there, but fortunately, since I did that, no one has ever gained access to any of my accounts. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, two, two, two FAs, two definitely. definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, John, I'm really sorry that happened to you, but thank you for the PSA. And uh, yeah, well, all the best to you, man. Uh, finally, we have $5 from Maximum Low Blow saying, have you guys seen the new... <laughs> That's a great <laughs> name. Seen... It is a great name. I love that name. Uh, have you guys seen the new Contra trailer? Apologies if you already talked about it. So no, I haven't seen it. And no, we haven't talked about it. So I've actually been checking it out now. And uh, it's a new Contra it. game. It's for oh, mobile. No. Oh, it's, mobile. It, it's called Contra Returns. Uh, I will post the the trailer oh. here in the chat for anybody who I've wants to it. see it. Uh, it's something. It's It actually reminds me a lot of something we're going to be talking about a little bit later in the show, oddly enough. Um, yeah, so it's Contra for mobile. It's, it's uh, pre-registration starts today, Android and iOS. It looks better than Rogue Corps, which that, <laughs> that, that bar is so low it might as well be underground, but... There you go. Not really, what I want to see from Contra, I'd be curious to see to hear what our uh, resident Mega Man and Contra superfan one one two has to say about this because I know they're also uh, almost as big a Contra fan as they are Mega Man fan. But yeah, it looks okay, I guess. Uh, but thank you uh, for the donation, all the same, and uh, and for letting us know that this exists. I had not heard yeah. about this. So thank you very much. And uh, all right, well, cool. let's go ahead and move on to our next news story, which is just good vibes all around and an objectively good way of a company handling something very important. So uh, Nintendo just released their new corporate social responsibility report. And this comes from our friend Stealth, by the way, on, uh, on Twitter. And uh, they highlighted a very important section in particular, which is the introduction of a partnership system, which, and, and to break it down, basically just guarantees the same level of benefits for people in same-sex partnerships as it does in heterosexual marriages, which... Hell yeah. Yeah. And especially yeah. considering this is the Japanese branch of Nintendo, NCL, that's a particularly big step for them, given the cultural norms associated uh, with LGBTQ plus, you know, communities and populations in Japan. 
So the fact that they're taking this this step uh, for the Japanese branch of the company is particularly great. And there's not too much to say other than this is obviously an objectively very good thing. It's been a long time coming. It should always have been the case. And mm. hell yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, mm. this is this is a good thing. I I imagine that Nintendo of America has had something like this in place for years now. <laughs> but right. yeah. um yeah. you know, we talked about with uh Utada on the on the last episode, Japan is not really the most progressive country in in certain right. ways and they're they're making progress and I love to see something like mm-hmm. this because for Japan this is a way bigger step than we here in the states think it is, right? Um so to recognize that there are folks that deserve these these privileges within their within their uh ranks it means a lot especially because japan is a country where it's still not there's still a lot of pressure on folks to live a different life than probably the one they want to live and right i feel like that's a it's just a good thing all around yeah, yeah I, um, I was gonna say i, I I'm, i agree with jet said i'm curious to hear push's perspective on this one yeah it was um in japan there's still a lot of uh work to be done with uh, lgbtq um identity and, and stuff like that like just uh, i think two weeks ago the supreme court of japan ruled that women can't change their uh cannot keep their last name uh be- when they get married for example so there's wow. there's still a lot of gender issues and stuff like that just, that are happening uh, in japan that's uh so... the, the the main issue is that japan has this weird um birth certificate system where it's not tied to your individually it's tied to your family it's a family registry not a individual birth certificate and so that has created a lot of problems so when my wife for example uh, i'm not japanese obviously and uh when my wife and i we got married uh she's also not japanese uh she was allowed to keep her last name but if we were japanese we wouldn't be able to do that she uh, straight because... up would not be allowed that's absurd yeah and oh, it was just um so the supreme court and like the diet there's it's, it's run by old japanese men so there's still yeah. a lot of ways to um to make progress in that but japan has been very i think very has been better with transgender rights i think in, than oh, yeah. a lot of western countries um well, but yeah but there's still a lot of race uh discrimination against that that community and um so there's still a lot of work to be done. Right. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of uh, discrimination, this uh, this bit about the partnership system also goes on to describe that uh, they are uh, revising yeah. their internal regulations regarding harassment to clearly prohibit discriminatory comments based on yeah. sexual orientation or gender identity, as well as disclosing someone's privately held sexual orientation against their will. Again, which is great. I love Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It's, again, long time coming. It should have happened before now. But again, you know, cultural norms, there is that to consider. Uh, but I just love that they're taking these steps now. Um, and they also say they notified their employees about the issue of gender diversity with a message from their president on the company intranet as a means of raising awareness. In this message, the president called for renewed understanding that even speech and actions which are not intended to harm can cause significant emotional pain, asking for understanding and support for creating an environment in which everyone can work comfortably. And this makes me want to go work at Nintendo Japan right now, even though I don't know Japanese. Like, this oh, is man. awesome. <laughs> I, I love I, this. I think this is a great uh, policy. And I, I have to just share, like, a quick personal story about Nintendo's intranet. Because y- y'all have accused me of flexing on this show more than once. But I probably received, was on the receiving end of the hardest flex of my entire life uh, when I was on the phone uh, 
with some folks from Nintendo, I was interviewing a few folks for the release of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And uh, Derek's friend, friend of the channel, former TNT guest, probably future TNT guest, uh, Chugga Conroy was on, and he mentioned that he used one of my interviews, and we had gotten to discussing which one it was, and it was the one I'm talking about now. And uh, <laughs> the reason that interview is significant it was because I got Nintendo to confirm the name of a character in Xenoblade that to that point had never officially been named. So that was like the big takeaway from the interview for Xenoblade fans. And I won't go into it because it's spoilery, but uh, they were talking to me and this happened to me two separate times. They're like, oh yeah, we have some art with the name on it in our intranet. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, your company <laughs> intranet is just full of Nintendo secrets that like, like visual, visual references and stuff like that, that you've never shown anyone. And I begged them to like, send me just one image for my interview. I was like, just send me the one. You already confirmed the name of the character. Just send it to me. And they're like, nah, <laughs> we're never going to let you see this. They did the same thing to me uh, for, for uh, Bowser's inside story. They had shown me, they, they had told me they they described what they were looking at to me. They're like, Oh yeah, we have some old concept art where we use claymation. We were thinking of doing claymation. We still have the stuff on the internet. I was like, just send me those pictures damn you (laughs) (laughs) so it's a it's a treasure trove and i just imagine like nintendo employees living this blessed life of being able to know every single concept that they ever went through before they made a game and we're out here like scrounging for screenshots from old magazines (laughs) (laughs) i love it Uh, i'll always uh, remember when i uh before the uh, lockdowns happened, I was you know flying all around and I had a meeting uh, in uh, San Francisco for the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon on Switch, and I was just ta- I was talking to the uh, I went to their their offices there. I ended up talking to the um, lady that worked the front desk, uh, handling all that stuff, and I had to wait a little bit, but I got to talk to him. And she's not into video games at all, but she was telling me how much she loves working from Nintendo. She understands nothing, but apparently great benefits package, great vacation package, just the best place she's ever worked, and she's like never wants to leave. So I'm like, I'm jealous. <laughs> it's like, nice. Yeah, the, the treehouse is a really great place. Uh, to be clear to Michael E in our YouTube chat, Nintendo does not have a private internet. They have a private intranet, which is like yeah. an in-office network where you can just store stuff. Uh, so, I mean, it's works. Very common. Yeah, it's extremely common in, in large companies. Uh, it's just like a collaboration space for storing files and stuff like that. And um, Yeah, it's like a closed network. So if you somehow hacked your way mm-hmm. into Nintendo's internal network, and, and manage to, you know, I'm not even going to continue with that line of thought because one of y'all will do it and we'll all go to jail. Uh, right. But yeah, companies very yeah. commonly have their own internal network where they can share and collaborate on stuff. It's most companies for have Smash, something like that. For Smash for 3DS and Wii U, there was an intra uh, wiki that they used, actually. So Sakurai actually um, made wiki pages for the development team to reference. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. So it's, well, it's yeah. very common in games game development well this is all to say to to, you know to bring it back to you know nintendo's partnership system and everything they're doing to really become more progressive in japan good on them i don't want to speak for people who have been waiting too long for things that should already have been the case to be the case i'm not i don't want to like smooth that over it should have been yeah uh, it's a long time ago but i'm glad they're doing it now and i you know this is just good news for representation there's a lot of things that should have happened a long time ago but you know well said (laughs) well said 
All right. Well, before yeah. we move on to the next story, we have another super chat from Tommy Dionoth's archives uh, for five Canadian dollars. Thank you so much. Saying Sothis is looking at the recently released Dante Me costume in Smash and is laughing her butt off like the monster she is. And <laughs> Derek, I, I have not played Fire Emblem Three Houses, so I'm going to let Derek explain the context for this. I'm not even fully sure of that one. I've only played through one of them, but apparently she's just, I, I mean, I guess she can be a bit of a troll. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Sothis is a troll for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I love that character. I forgot She's... you play three houses too, Steve. My bad. I yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still eternally stuck in my second playthrough, but it is. It's, it's, <laughs> no, it's in here. A great game, yeah. and I love it. Someday I'll find time to play through each of the three houses. But um, <laughs> that's an investment. <laughs> it is. It really is. But um, yeah, Sothis is just kind of a mischievous character. Right. Well, thank you so much, Tommy, for the or Tommy Dionot's archives for the uh, for the donation. We really appreciate it. All right, I'm not, I'm not even going to try to sugarcoat this one. This next news story is in here because I'm the host today. I'm in the seat of power, and I can get this story in, and I'm because I'm really excited about this. So let's get that up on screen. Oh, are you sure you're talking about the right one? Are we? We're on seven. I'm yeah, just making seven. sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, the other one I think would have been remember, worth covering anyway. Remember, he's also a major fan of this for some yeah. godforsaken reason. Okay, I, that's <laughs> why I was confused because number eight is really the one where I would have gone with that segue. But <laughs> oh, yeah, number eight I think would be would would be worth it anyway. But this one specifically is tailored to me, and that is, of course, one of the most underrated Final Fantasies of all time. Final Fantasy thirteen. Don't say anything, Derek has been single-handedly remastered on PC by a modder named Green Thumb 2. And this guy, or this person, uh, added new models, or high-quality models, textures, and FMVs to the game. And you can see on the Reddit, or the uh, Imgur post here, that some screenshots that just look absolutely incredible. And I can't believe that this is a game that came out at, at, I believe, 2009. And even without this remaster, I think FF13 has aged very well visually, but... Man, looking at these new high, higher quality assets, this game is beautiful, you guys. Even if you don't like the game itself, you have to admit, this game looks amazing. I will definitely oh, admit that I do not like the game itself. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I have not looked at the imager post. I'm looking at that now. Uh, and I, it's definitely impressive. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, po- I'm going to post the, the imager thread in our chat right now so people can check it out if they want to. Um, but yeah, I, look, I, I love FF13. I think it's incredibly underrated, misunderstood. It's not perfect. It does have problems. I'm not saying it's like the best game ever, See, but FF13 is great. And I think this just makes it look even better. And it revives my wish for a, an FF13 remaster or FF13 trilogy remaster, as it were. I really <laughs> hope to see these games remastered this generation. The big issue I have with this uh, is that if you're going to provide me screenshots of the fan remaster, you should put originals side by side. Cause I'm like, I'm sure it looks better, but I couldn't tell you how. Like, yeah. That's how I'm sure. kind of sitting at looking that's at fair. these. Like I'm looking at it and it's one of those things where I'm certain it is of higher quality, but it looks the way my mind remembers final fantasy 13. Fair enough. Yeah. And so like, give well, me a little slider. Let me, <laughs> let me scrub between yeah. them. Um, but I will say in the close up of lightning on, on that thread, there is detail present that I probably would place well beyond the abilities of the PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you can see in the, you know, the individual threads in her, in her, uh, I don't know, cloud strife wannabe <laughs> turtleneck thing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I mean, uh, hey, as Rob Armanek said, holy shit, these are way better. And I admit, as the resident FF13 fan on this panel, I'm sure, uh, I don't want to assume for you, Push, but most people aren't big 13 fans, and I just happen to be no. one. Uh, as someone who played a lot of FF13, <laughs> I, played, I played like, I, I got the Platinum in 13.2. That's wow. one of the very few Platinums I've oh, ever wow. gotten is 13.2. Hey, 13.2 so is good. You're con- I'm, I'm just saying you have to convince me on 13. <laughs> right, right. I think I think 13 and 13.2 are both awesome for very different reasons, but I definitely mm-hmm. get they're not everyone's cup of tea. But as someone who spent a lot of time playing 13, I can tell how much better these look. And I just, I really, really hope we get remasters of these games. Lightning Returns, I could take or leave. I didn't really like Lightning Returns at all. But at least the first two games, I just, I love. And I, I don't want to see them forgotten and relegated to the, uh, you know, the Xbox 360 PS3 annals of history. I want to see them brought back for for new audiences. Sure. Um, yeah, so... I, I would just and I just like to see people have a second chance at checking these games out. I think there's some really weird revisionist history that went on with 13 where they actually reviewed quite well, but people act like it was it's just tanked and, and sold terribly. It sold well, it reviewed well. So I just like to see them get another chance at uh, it reviewed at well, but the general opinion was not good. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I picked it up off the back of the reviews and I was like, this ain't it. <laughs> I I tried playing I it. it. I was like, there I is, don't like this. There, you will have the exact same experience every time you play. <laughs> yep, I get it. It's not for everybody, and I'm not going to tell people who hate it that they're wrong. But I do think there is a great game there for people like me who you know who enjoyed it. I I, I just don't think it's across the the board. No, here. but I I will say mm-hmm. separately of this, and and I wish they presented the mod in a different way so that I could tell the differences. Uh, because it's a game I'm not overly familiar with. And, you know, like I said, looking at them without context, it is a little hard to spot the differences. Um, but, I mean, it's still a remarkable effort to do that for any game. To to take mm-hmm. a game and completely overhaul its visuals is no mean feat. Not anybody can right. do that. Uh, so I applaud them for doing it. You know, like, whether whether I like the game or not, it's a cool thing that they did to bring this game up to yeah. a more modern standard. And this is all one person who did this, one modder, and that's really an incredible effort there. So just really cool. If you, if you have access to FF13 on PC and you're one of the uh, the chosen few who who can see the virtues of the game like I am, of course, if you love the game like I do and you have access to it on PC, check it out. might be worth it for you. Um, but with that said, well, we do have one more news story to get to, but first we have a not uh, super chat, which provides me... Oh, please, go ahead. Um, I have to send this maybe in the green room, but they, I found the mod online and they have a model comparison of the base and the oh, high nice. quality. And there you go. And the screenshot they use is the armpit. <laughs> what? Uh-uh. I mean, all right. Oh yeah. Let's okay. See. Sure. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, see. there you go. It's such a weird <laughs> screenshot for them. Why? To use. Why is that? Now I understand why this person spent so much time remastering. <laughs> it is a very specific reason that makes me feel uncomfortable. That's, that's a really weird one. To sad use. that I, I guess I'm guessing the one on the right is the new one because I cannot tell. I'll be honest, my uh, my vision sucks. The one on the right is yeah, I mean, yeah. One, yes. You can yeah. tell it, you there's can... some telltale like weird shadowing on the on the last or the yeah, old version. Uh, but that was my main takeaway too. I was like, "There's some weird dithering or something going on with Lightning's shirt. Uh, <laughs> her armpit is decidedly more high res, but you can really see it in in 
what is that like the pauldron that's on her shoulder uh there's mm-hmm. a lot more detail yeah. on the right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i'm uh, i'm posting this in in both our chats for for folks yeah who want to yeah that's the best i'm like trying i was trying to look like where do i look to find the best uh difference and i couldn't quite find it right so yeah, th- as I said, this is this is all to say that if you do have access to the PC version of thirteen, check these mods out. It might be a great way to replay the game. Uh, I certainly would like to replay it at some point. Just to, that's why I want that modern. Is that, I don't have my PS three hooked up anymore, so that's why I want that modern, uh, you know, remaster to happen. Gotta gotta get a PC for this. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. All right, so we do have one more news story, but before that, we do have one more super chat that sets me up with a perfect segue. Thank you so much. It's Junker with a two Canadian dollar donation saying Mega Man. Hell yeah, man. Super fighting robot Mega Man. And so, yes, this last story is also something that appeals specifically to me, although I do think it is has a general uh, wide enough appeal over FF13 that we hopefully would have reported on anyway, Derek and Steve. I, I trust you both to have been the host. I didn't I, I did not credit this to your undying love of Mega Man this time. So Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Let's get that up on screen. And this has been a long time coming. So, uh, Rockman X Dive, the Mega Man X mobile game, uh, launched way back in March of twenty twenty. And ever since then, uh, it's a Capcom Taiwan game, so it's a bit different in, in general in terms of its release process, I guess. But the, the word on the street ever since then has been saying it's coming to all territories. Mega Man X Dive is going to be a thing in North America. And over a year later, it wasn't until today. The the, mm-hmm. beta, the Mega Man X Dive beta test, beta test is available now uh, for North America and the UK. Unfortunately, though, only on Android, which means I can't try it. And that really hurts me. I know, <laughs> I it have an always seems like here. it's always these beta tests and everything else are always available only on yeah android and never ios it says something about what like what the hell are you doing apple uh apple apple makes it extremely difficult to let people beta test it costs it costs the developers uh a not insignificant amount of money per hundred users i think it's something ridiculous like uh i've i've beta tested a handful of ios apps but it's always from like huge companies that can afford it like google microsoft nintendo uh, you never see smaller publishers even bother with iOS beta testing because it's cost prohibitive. Whereas on Android, you can just download the app and that's it. They have no rules against Fair enough. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically Apple is being Apple essentially is what's going on here. Yes. Yeah. Apple will yeah. continue to have draconian weird app store policies that prevent people from doing stuff like this, which is unfortunate, but also... I have an Android around here somewhere, so I might I might download this and give it a shot just to see because I do there like Mega Man X. I just right. I'm not the uh, near near your level of fandom. <laughs> well, this is definitely a game that I would want to you know like sync a, a Bluetooth controller or whatever to my phone for when it does eventually come out on iOS because it's, you know it's Mega Man X. I don't want to play with touch controls. Come on, I mean, uh, but I'm under no illusions that this game is amazing. You know, I, I've followed the its development and and release pretty closely. I think the coolest thing about it is all the different characters you can play as across different Mega Man franchises. You've got, but we reported on uh, several characters actually over the last several months, and, and one of the coolest ones was uh, BadMegaMan.exe with the yeah. darker blue hue that you get <laughs> with the shades and and yeah, I think uh, you meant you uh, Bad Mega Man uh, Legends. Yeah, right. Bad Volmer. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you said Mega Man Trigger. Yeah, not EXE. My bad. Um, and so you that call was yourself cool. a Mega and, Man fan. Jeez. I know, right? Um, well, the reason why was that I was actually going to talk about this. The Weirdly enough, the Facebook page for this game has actually been online since, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. 
and the, the top post is a clearly Smash-inspired splash screen saying Mega Man.exe joins the fight. So that's why I said that. Uh. And yeah, so I guess the Facebook page has been up even before the beta test started for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And this whole rollout has been so strange. But I'm just hoping the beta test period is relatively short so I can finally try it myself, though I am under no illusions that this game is amazing or anything. Uh, it looks fun. It looks cool. It's just nice to have have it be coming out here, you know, in, in the U.S. and U.K., uh, hopefully worldwide eventually. It, of course, is not the Mega Man X9 console release that everybody wants, but it's something. Um, and it's just nice that it's finally coming out of, uh, you know, Taiwan and, and I think it was like Taiwan and Singapore and a few other territories, mm-hmm. but it's been a very limited release so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's also interesting is that it is being developed and published by Nebula Joy, uh, which are the same folks behind the upcoming mobile Mega Man game, Rockman XZ Time Rift, which we also recently reported on. We don't know anything more about that game other than the logo. We don't know what it's going to be, uh, when it's going to come out. And I guess the other things to talk about here, and, and this means nothing to me as I haven't played the game, uh, apparently it has a number of bugs and visual errors, according to our friends at Proto Dudes Rockman Corner. However, uh, you can try raid bosses available at level 22, uh, Dr. Light's Lab, and Hunter badges, among other things. And available characters go up to another Iris, which is really cool, because another Iris was like a what-if version of Iris and Colonel fused together from Mega Man X4. So mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of cool fan service in this game, but the game itself I don't think is anything, you know, incredible to write home about. Uh, Push, have you tried this? Have you tried Rockman X Dive at all? It's not available in Japan, I think. Uh, I'm just okay, I wasn't sure if it was or not. Right <laughs> um, but um, it looks it looks very cool. Uh, I like that fact that they have like Monster Hunter collaborations and stuff like that. I think it's very smart. To right, they just released the Rathalos Armor X. I think is the latest character, which is cool. And in general, it's just nice seeing new official Mega Man X yeah. art for anything. That's just always mm-hmm. nice to see. And uh, yeah, so if you're if you're into Mega Man X like I am, and you're into a lot of fan service, uh, I think this game does deliver on that. But Unfortunately, if you're also an iOS user like me, you can't get in on that beta test action. So, Steve, I'm going to be looking to you to tell me what you think, man. Yeah, I'll power up my uh, my Android tonight. It's it's somewhere. I don't know where it is, but uh-huh. I'll I'll plug it in and and uh, get the beta download and see on Friday. Look forward to uh, some general opinions about Rockman or Mega Man X Dive on Friday, and we'll uh, there you go. Brace yourselves. <laughs> it's a mobile right. game. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, with, uh, we have our final Super Chat of the day with Rob Arman X choosing violence once again with a $5 donation saying, first no keyboard and now no Android. Step it up, Ash. This goes back to a long-running gag where people act like I don't have a keyboard when I do. Because he doesn't. an external one. I have an internal <laughs> keyboard in my laptop that I love and use he and has, I'm happy he, with. Thank you. He has you. a 4K webcam that he can't put anywhere because he refuses to sit at a monitor like an adult. <laughs> like an adult. I think, I think a laptop monitor it counts as a monitor. Thank you very much. It's still a monitor. And I do have my monitor next to me, as you can see. Right see? See what I'm saying? He's confirming yeah. what I'm saying. There's a monitor right there he could be using, folks. Aww. It's 4K. Um, it's glorious. I know because is, I'm looking at the same monitor. monitor right now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's what I use when we're doing streams and stuff, like playing Smash last night, like I play on the monitor and stuff. But uh, yes, Rob, Rob Arman X, thank well, you for calling me out yet again one. on my lack of an external <laughs> keyboard. But you know what? I like the lack of clackiness on my internal MacBook Pro keyboard. So you could get you could get a uh, Apple Magic keyboard. It's it's the laptop keyboard just on the outside. But mm-hmm. but I like 
it on the inside. Oh, that's terrible. That's going out of context. I like it on him being on the inside. What can I say? <laughs> um, and with that said, I do think that is a perfect time to wrap things up here. So, uh, Push, as always, we like to uh, let our incredible audience know where they can find our guests. So please, Push, tell us uh, where we can find you on the internet, man. Yep, you can just follow uh, follow me by searching Push Dust In on Google. I can be found on Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and soon to be TikTok. So, oh boy, I'm awesome. everywhere. <laughs> I like that you said Push Dust In because I fully admit to being one of those people who always assumed they would just push dust in, and yeah. I, I made that same mistake. And I know you mentioned a lot of people who made that mistake, so I'm glad you. It, it's it's I don't get offended or anything. It's it's cool. such a common mistake. Um, People don't, uh, when people hear that my name is actually from a garbage can, then it makes sense for them. Yeah. Like they think it's that my name is Dustin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, okay. it's instructions. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Push Dustin. Well, okay. thank you again for being here with us today, man. We'd love to have you back anytime. It was a pleasure having of you course. on TNT. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you. well, that brings us to the end of episode 104 of today's news tonight. So thank you all for joining us as always. Uh, but before we leave, we have to give a massive thank you to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make this show happen, because without y'all, it wouldn't be happening. And we love being here three times a week with you and our live audience patrons. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for helping to make this show a reality. Uh, additionally, an extra special thank you to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those awesome, wonderful, fine folks include Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Etiono Ben. Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Aiko Carroll, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Emerald, Azran127, Kinrule09, Pagrima, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywighoid, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deaneth, Kota, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hoobie, Wolf X Blake, Moon Macarons, Mega Conrad, Ascaron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 minutes and 60 seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchrolord, Brainchild, Rosa Pardo Bowling. Hi, Mom. Kotar Peck, <laughs> Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, uh, Lungs and Roses, or Lungs and 65 Roses. I'm not sure which one. Let us know how you want us to uh, pronounce your name in the, the uh, after this, please. Thank you. Darik, Jeff Ed, Ray Clausen Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor, Hulkamaniac 55, Chibi J, Bongo Lover, and finally, last but not least, Mumbling Yeti. Thank you all so much for your incredible support of Good Vibes Gaming 
today's news tonight, our whole channel, everything we're doing. We just love you so much. And as a reminder, if you want to ch check out everything we're doing over on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where we have a whole host of tiers ranging from $1 a month all the way up to sponsoring our show for $400, $400 a month. Um, but we have a lot of cool different perks at each tier. Um, our most popular is our $5 live audience tier, which allows you to uh, interact with us and our special guests three times a week during the show in a uh, exclusive live audience patron chat. But even if you don't support us on Patreon and all you can do is support us here on YouTube, we would really love it if you like and subscribe. Every little bit truly does help. So thank you so much. We love you all, and we will see you next time for episode 105 on Friday. Until then, everybody, good night and good vibes.